1912, when the Titanic sailed, everybody called it unsinkable. You see, the Titanic was using a new technology. And the technology was to take the hull of the ship and to divide it into compartments. Now, these were separate compartments with watertight doors. So the idea was that a few of the compartments could be damaged, even flooded. And still the ship would continue to float. But as we all know, the Titanic sank. And 1,522 people lost their lives. So when the integrity of the hull was damaged, the ship was doomed. James Cameron, the producer of the Hollywood blockbuster movie, The Titanic, he said this. The Titanic is a metaphor of life. We're all on the Titanic. See, in many ways, your life is like a ship. You know, you may be sailing along smoothly through still waters, and you may, you may think that you're just kind of cruising in life. But if your integrity gets damaged, you're going to sink. You see, we think... That we can take our lives and we can just divide our lives into little compartments, little sections. And we say, this is my work life here. And this is my home life. And this is my social life. And this is my church life. And we treat them as if they're unrelated. And we think that we're safe. You know, we think that by putting them into compartments, it's okay. You know, if there's a little bit of sin over here in this one, if there's a little bit of questionable activity over here in this one, it's not going to sink the whole ship. And this is a titanic mistake. I mean, we can't do something and believe something in one place and then do something and believe something else in another place that contradicts each other. I mean, either you believe something or you don't. Here's the definition of integrity. It's the quality or state of being complete or undivided or incorruptible. So highlight complete and undivided. This is saying that you can't compartmentalize your life. Because integrity means wholeness. Integrity means unseparated. Integrity means you just can't say, I've got this over here, so I can do this over here. It's the person that says, family's first in my life. And then they spend all their time at work missing out on that family. You say, well, is family really first in your life? It kind of contradicts each other there. Someone says, well, I'm a Christian. 
I go to church, man. I praise God. I honor God. And then they spend their Friday and Saturday nights out partying it up and hooking up with people. It's like, I want to honor God in some areas, but not in all the areas. I want to honor God here, but I want to ignore God over here. We want to obey God in some areas, but ignore God in other areas. And if you think that what you do over here in this compartment has no bearing on this section of your life, you're totally wrong. Integrity is undivided. Integrity is wholeness. Integrity is living a way that honors God all across the board. It's being the same person here as you are here. That's integrity. That's when your walk matches your talk. So that's what integrity is. Now I want to talk about why it's important and how do I live a life of integrity. So why is integrity important? I want to give you three reasons. And the first is it pleases God. It pleases God. That's the first reason why you need to live a life of integrity. It pleases God. Proverbs 3 verse 22 says the Lord hates people with twisted hearts, but he delights in those who have integrity. So God delights in the quality of being honest. Of having strong moral principles. He delights in it. And he hates deception. That's what twisted hearts. He hates it. Because it devours us. It destroys us. It distorts us. It keeps us from becoming all that God meant for us to be. And you know, people today will rationalize dishonesty with lots of different excuses. We say, well, why does it, why does it really matter? No one's ever going to know. I can do this little indulgence. I can take this small step of dishonesty. What's the big deal? No one's going to ever know. God will. God will know. And frankly, he's the only audience you need to care about. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth. So He's watching every move of your life. He watches your every breath. He sees every beat of your heart. I mean, even, even if no one else will ever find out, you need to live with integrity because God cares. He delights in it. The second reason why integrity is important, it affects others. It affects others. 
It affects the people around you. Whether you live with integrity or you live with a lack of it, it's going to influence and it's going to affect those around you. And the first place you're going to affect is your own home. Proverbs 20, verse 7, a good man leads a life of integrity and his children are blessed. I have a plaque with this in my house. I have a clock with this in my house. I love this scripture and I need it to remind me of this. Another translation says, good people who live honest lives will be a blessing to their children. Do you want to be a blessing to your children? You live with integrity. You see, as parents, we're the first glimpse of Jesus Christ that our kids see. It's up to us to plant that seed. It's up to us to show by our actions and by the way that we speak that this is a family that follows Christ. You don't send your family to church. You lead your family to church. You teach them the right way to live. You show them the proper way to do things. You men in here. The fathers in here. Man, you've got to be the kind of man that you want your son to grow up to be. You've got to show them what a person of integrity looks like. You need to model that. Trust. Honesty. Show them how a man of Christ acts. Show them how a man of Christ talks. Show him the proper way to treat a lady. Be the kind of man that you would want your daughter to marry. They seek out men like their fathers. Is this a good thing for you or a bad thing? Man, you've got to show her how she should be treated. You need to put it in her mind right now that a gentleman is supposed to open the car door for his lady because she deserves it. Man, you need, we need to show them that they're special, never to be treated less and never to settle for less. They deserve the absolute best. And they will get that from a man who puts Jesus Christ first in his life. Man, I'm telling you, integrity or your lack of it impacts your family. And not only does it affect the people in your family, it affects the society and the people you work with. It affects the people around you as well. Proverbs 11 verse 11 says, The influence of good people make a city great. Man, our country is desperate for people of integrity. Desperate right now. Men and women of integrity who live the way that God intends for them to live. And the Bible tells us that when you, as a believer, live with integrity, it brings other people to Christ. 
It moves other people to the message of Jesus Christ. It's a witness to the world. First Peter 2 verse 12. People who do not believe are living all around you, so live good lives. Then they will see the good things you do and they will give glory to God. So living with integrity helps other people find God. So it pleases God and it affects others. Now the third reason integrity is important, it blesses you. It blesses you. The Bible's full of the benefits of living with integrity. Proverbs 11 verses 5 and 6. Moral character makes for smooth traveling. An evil life is a hard life. Good character is the best insurance. So it's saying that life will be easier. Life will be smoother if you live with integrity. Mark Twain, talking about this whole idea, said one of the things about integrity is you don't have to have a long memory. Meaning you don't have to try and remember what you said to whom. You don't have to cover your tracks. You don't have to pose for people all the time. Because here's the problem. When you pose all the time, eventually you forget to pose. You forget. And then you get in trouble. So he says with integrity, you don't have to have a good memory because you know that you've always told the truth. And that makes life easier. I'm a big Notre Dame college football fan. And in the 1940s, I'm going to go way back here. But there was a young man who played for Notre Dame, and his name was Frank Zemanski. And he had been called as a witness in a civil suit in South Bend. The judge asked, are you on the Notre Dame football team this year? Yes, Your Honor, he replied. What position, the judge asked. Center. Your Honor, how good a sinner, asked the judge. Zemanski kind of squirmed a little bit in his seat, but he said firmly, Sir, I'm the best center Notre Dame has ever had. Now the coach of Notre Dame at the time, Frank Leahy, he was also in the courtroom. And he was a little surprised. He was a little taken back by Frank's boldness. You see, Zemanski was always modest. He was always unassuming. So when the proceedings were over, the coach took Zemanski aside and he asked him why he had made such a statement. Zemanski kind of blushed a little bit. He said, I hated to do it, coach. But after all, I was under oath. 
You see, there's a kind of a boldness in your life when you live with integrity. It produces confidence. Proverbs 10 verse 9 says, People with integrity have a firm footing, but those who follow crooked paths will slip and fall. Let me tell you, when you've got nothing to hide, you're not afraid of anybody. You already know what you did. You already know what you're doing right now. And you know what you're going to be doing. Your footing is sure. Okay, so now we know what integrity is. It's being undivided, being complete in every part of your life. We know the benefits of having integrity. Pleases God, it affects others, and it blesses you. So now let's find out how we can live with integrity. How to live with integrity. Number one, always speak the truth. Always speak the truth. Proverbs 12, verse 22. The Lord hates liars, but is pleased with those who keep their word. Do you keep your word? Do you keep your promise or are you one of those people? One of those people who's always making excuses for something. Well, I couldn't do that because I was going to, but... You ever notice some people have really big butts? I meant to, but I really wanted to, but the Bible says God loves people who keep their word. I mean, if you don't know how to keep your word, you're not going to have very many great relationships. You're not. Integrity is the basis of all great relationships because truth and trust go together. You don't have one without the other. If I don't tell you the truth, you don't trust me. And if you don't trust me, we don't have a very good relationship. Single people, before you get married, you need to check out, does that person have character? Does that person have integrity? And if they don't, man, you're in for a bumpy ride. You're in for a bumpy ride. Don't go out with people with big butts. Don't do it. Relationships are built on integrity. Ephesians 4 verse 15 says, Let our lives lovingly express the truth in all things, speaking truly, dealing truly, living truly. The Bible says the truth sets us free. If someone is dishonest about little things, they're going to be dishonest about big things. 
Don't marry someone like that. Don't hire someone like that. If they'll lie for you, they will lie to you. Get rid of them. You either speak the truth or you don't. There was a young boy. He lived in the country. And his family had to use an outhouse, which he hated. It was always hot in the summertime. It was freezing in the winter, and it always stunk. The outhouse was located near the creek, so the boy decided that he would push it into the water. So after a spring rain, the creek swelled up, and the boy pushed it in. Now later that night, his dad told him that he and the boy needed to make a trip to the woodshed. And the boy knew this meant punishment. He asked his father why. To which his dad replied, because someone pushed the outhouse into the creek. And I think that someone was you. Was it? The boy responded that it was. And then he added, remember when George Washington's father asked him if he had chopped down the cherry tree? He didn't get into trouble because he told the truth. That is correct, the dad said. But his father was not in the cherry tree when he cut it down. (laughs) If you're going to live with integrity, you have to tell the truth. Even when it's inconvenient. Even when you don't want to. Even when you know it's going to make you look like an idiot. Or it's going to get you into trouble. You must speak the truth. Second way to live with integrity, you stand for what's right. You stand for what's right. You know, standing is often more than just speaking up. It often involves action. Sometimes you have to do something because integrity demands for you to take action. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 8. Our responsibility is never to oppose the truth, but to stand for the truth at all times. We don't have many people today interested in standing for the truth. They're interested in standing for their rights. So many people nowadays want to stand up for what they feel their rights are. But very few people are willing to say, you know what? This is wrong. Even Christians. Christians are embarrassed or hesitant. It's like the cat's got their tongue, afraid to speak up. Well, if I say this is wrong, they're, they're going to think I'm narrow-minded. 
They may think that I'm being judgmental. They'll think I'm a bigot or something. So, so I'm just not going to say anything. If you're going to be a person of integrity, there's going to be times in your life when you have to stand up, you have to speak the truth, and you have to point out that something's flat out wrong. This may be large scale. This may be small scale. Maybe someone in your small group. Maybe something someone's doing and no one else wants to speak up and say anything about it. You know, you don't be judgmental. You don't do things in a mean-spirited way. You speak the truth and you speak it in love. And you remember that James 4 verse 17 says when a person knows the right thing to do but doesn't do it, then he is sinning. That is powerful scripture right there. Edmund Burke once said, all that's necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. So you speak the truth and you stand for what's right. Third thing we must do to live with integrity is stay clean. Stay clean. You keep your mind, you keep your body, and you keep your motives pure. Philippians 2 verse 15. You're to live clean, innocent lives as children of God in a dark world full of crooked and perverse people. Let your lives shine brightly before them. So how do you stay clean? I mean, how do you have integrity when everyone around you's maybe cutting corners? Maybe everybody's looking for the for the easy deal, the easy way out. When the people that are around you could care less about integrity, could care less about character. How do you stay clean? I think who you spend time with is a factor in this. I think who you spend time with is very important. Are you spending time with God? We talked about this the other night at Celebrate Recovery. It's amazing. Everyone makes time for their favorite TV shows. Man, they're not going to miss that. You make time for the big game that you want to watch. People make time for Facebook. Sometimes all day they make time for Facebook. Twitter, whatever the other ones are. But a lot of people don't make time for God. That's the most important relationship that we have. And we neglect that one. We put God in the corner. This other stuff's more important. I'm just too busy, God.
Are you spending time with God? Are you praying? Are you listening? Are you reading His Word? Are you talking to Jesus? I was doing work early one morning at an insurance company here in town. And I had to be there at 6 a.m. because I had to get some ballasts and the lights changed and some bulbs changed before everyone came in. So I went in at 6 a.m. I walked in and the owner of the place was at his desk and he was reading his Bible. So I talked to him for a little bit. He told me he comes in early in the mornings because that's his quiet. He can be quiet there and he can get with God, read God's word, meditate on things, spend time with Jesus. I immediately switched my insurance to the guy. I thought, you know what, this is who I want on my side. Because you're going to become more like him the more time you spend with him. No one has ever lived a greater life of integrity than Jesus Christ. And what kind of friends do you have around you? Who are you spending time with there? Again, you become more like the people you spend time with. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 33 says, Bad company corrupts good character. You run with the dogs, you're going to get the fleas. It is true. You have to choose your friends wisely because they're either going to pull you up or they're going to pull you down. And it's a lot easier pulling someone down. If you were to walk up to this stage and extend your hand, it would be easier for you to pull me down than for me to pull you up. Surround yourselves with people on the up because that's how you're going to be able to stay clean. That's how you're going to be able to honor God to the best of your ability. Who you spend time with is important. I think another way to help you stay clean is you watch what you consume. You watch what you consume. You need to watch what you consume because what goes in has a lot to do with what comes out. I call this the Taco Bell method. In other words, you filter what you allow into your mind. You can't just allow any idea. You can't just allow any thought, any movie, any book, any magazine in your mind like it's just some open garbage container. To be a person of integrity, you have to watch what you consume. Proverbs 15 verse 14 the wise person is hungry for the truth, but the fool feeds on trash. Man, there's a lot of trash out there. And it's foolish to fill your mind with trash and then expect that your thoughts and your actions are going to honor God. It's going to affect your behavior. It's going to. Psalm 101, verses 2 and 3. 
I will lead a life of integrity in my own home. I will refuse to look at anything vile and vulgar. We know the excuses. We've heard them all. We get it just for the articles. It's not that big of a deal. You know, if you have to rationalize something, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Or seeing it. Or saying it. I mean, if you want to become a person of integrity, you have to care about the small things. You have to care about the things in your private life that nobody sees. Integrity is who you are when you're alone. Integrity is who you are in the dark. I'm telling you it's easy when everyone's watching. We can always be on our best behavior. We can always pose, man. We're good at acting. When eyes are upon us, it's what we do when the spotlight is off of us. That's character. That's integrity. As I said, America is desperate, desperately in need of men and women of integrity that aren't afraid to speak the truth, that aren't afraid to stand up for what's right. To say, you know what, I don't have to do what everyone else is doing. I don't have to accept what the world says is right. I don't have to. And when you conduct yourselves with integrity and you're honoring God, no matter what situation you're put in, telling you people see it and not only do they see it but they start to want it they start to say I want what that person's got I need to have some of that you know you reach more people for Christ by how you live than by how you speak Christians always say, always be ready to give your testimony. I say integrity is your testimony. And you're giving it at home, and you're giving it at work, and you're giving it in your schools. You're giving it when you reach out to someone in need. Today's Soda Pop Sunday, meaning... You're being asked for a dollar for each person that came with you to church today in your family. It gets dropped into the bin right by the door on your way out. $500 saves the life of a Kenyan infant. Not helps one, saves the life. Man, the things you do... The way you act. You're being a witness to the world. Your actions are moving people to the message of Jesus Christ. You see, that's your testimony. That's your story. 
I'm going to close with a song called Story. And it's about what I'm talking about right here. It's a reminder to conduct ourselves in a way that honors God. In a way that glorifies Jesus Christ. And I just ask that you just reflect a little bit. Look at the lyrics. And I'll invite you to stand toward the end. But you know the thing is, I don't know. I don't know everybody's story. I don't know where you're at with character in your life. I don't know where you're at with being a person of integrity. I know we all fall short. I know we all miss the mark. But integrity can be developed. Integrity can be practiced. Integrity can be learned. And it's too important. It's too important not to. It's too important for your family. It's too important for the people that God has around you at work to rub shoulders with you as you're going down the hallway at school. So maybe today is a day that your story changes a little bit. Maybe today you begin a new story.
hope I always find the strength to say Let me tell you a story about a God I know A God who reigns in heaven And a story that must be told Let me tell you about a man named Jesus Christ A king who walked on water He paid the ultimate sacrifice And let me not just tell this story Let me show it in the way I live Invite everybody to stand. God, God, we want to be people of integrity. God, we desire to be like that. We desire to please you. God, we want to be able to influence others for good. 
But we need your help. God, we need your power to be able to do this. Forgive us for those times that we've maybe shaded the truth a little bit. We've compromised. We've been silent maybe when we knew that we should have spoken up. We were embarrassed. We were afraid of what other people might think. God, forgive us. Forgive us for compartmentalizing things. Sections of our lives. God, help us to live with integrity. Help us to stay clean. Help us to make time to spend time with you, God, by choosing the right friends and by watching what we consume and the things that we take in. God, may we point people to you and may we glorify you by showing others our story. In Jesus' name, amen.